Faith, Hope and Love, Episode 140, the Sixth Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year C. What a rich feast that we receive from the Scriptures, from God's Word every week. And this weekend is no different. We've got the beautiful reading from the prophet Jeremiah, that wonderful image of the just person who trusts in the Lord and they are like a tree planted by water with their roots in the stream. Even when the heat comes, they're still receiving nourishment and producing fruit. What a beautiful image. If we stay close to the source of our life and grace, that is Christ, we will produce wonderful fruits. And even in times of difficulty, we'll still be able to keep going. There's so many other wonderful images and messages in today's scriptures. This is Faith, Hope and Love. Be my protector, O God, a mighty stronghold to save me. For you are my rock, my stronghold. Lead me, guide me, for the sake of your name. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. Welcome everyone as we gather together for this sixth Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year C. As one family in Christ, let us prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries by calling to mind our sins. Lord Jesus, you are the image of the unseen God. Lord, have mercy. You are the firstborn of all creation. Christ, have mercy. You are the head of the body, the church. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of good Only 
Take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Let us pray. O God, who teach us that you abide in hearts that are just and true, grant that we may be so fashioned by your grace as to become a dwelling pleasing to you. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God for ever and ever, Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah. Chapter 17, verses 5 to 8. Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the one who trusts in mere mortals and makes mere flesh their strength, whose heart turns away from the Lord. That person shall be like a shrub in the desert and shall not see when relief comes but shall live in the parched places of the wilderness, in an uninhabited salt land. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. That person shall be like a tree planted by water, sending out its roots by the stream. It shall not fear when heat comes, and its leaves shall stay green. In the year of drought it is not anxious, and does not cease to bear fruit. The Word of the Lord. Happy are they who hope in the Lord. Happy indeed are those who follow not the counsel of the wicked, nor linger in the way of sinners, nor sit in the company of scorners, but whose delight is the law of the Lord, and who ponder God's law day and night. They are like a tree that is planted beside the flowing waters, that yields its fruit in due season, and whose leaves shall never fade, and all they do shall prosper. Not so are the wicked, not so. For they, like winnowed chaff, shall be driven away by the wind. When the wicked are judged, they shall not stand, nor find room among those who are just. For the Lord guards the way of the just, but the way of the wicked leads to doom. Happy are they who hope in the Lord. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Chapter 15, verses 12 and 16 to 20. If Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of you say there is no resurrection of the dead? For if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised. 
If Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile, and you are still in your sins. Then those also who have died in Christ have perished. If for this life only we have hoped in Christ, we are of all people most to be pitied. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the firstfruits of those who have fallen asleep. The Word of the Lord. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Rejoice and be glad, your reward is great in heaven. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Chapter 6, verses 17 and 20 to 26. Jesus came down with the twelve and stood on a level place, with a great crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea, Jerusalem and the coast of Tyre and Sidon. Then Jesus looked up at his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, and when they exclude you, revile you, and defame you on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy. For surely your reward is great in heaven, for that is what their ancestors did to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for that is what their ancestors did to the false prophets. The Gospel of the Lord There's a recurring theme in the readings for this weekend. The words, like a tree planted near flowing waters. A tree that thrusts its roots into the stream. When the heat comes, it feels no alarm. Its foliage stays green. It's a beautiful and restful and renewing image. It's what we're all called to become. People who are focused on God, brought into union with the Lord, finding our centre, our balance and focus in God, and drawing our life and meaning from the river of life, God, as the source of all nourishment and refreshment. And staying focused, knowing what is life-giving and what is a dead end, and living in that knowledge. The source of all life, all meaning and all lasting value is God's life. All that is lasting, love, compassion, connection with God, union with one another, these things are entering into the life-giving stream that sustains us in good times and in bad times. I was reading a quote from a person who wrote down thoughts about their life as they faced their final illness. This writer and an American campaigner by the name of Lee Atwater died at a very early age from a brain tumour. 
He was a man who had amassed enormous wealth and power and prestige in his short life, but he admitted himself that he felt a deep inner restlessness. St. Augustine talked about this same thing, we're restless until we rest in the Lord. This writer said he felt a real poverty of spirit. And he goes on to write, In my illness, I discovered an insight into what was missing in society, and indeed it was missing in me too. A little heart, a lot of brotherhood. We must speak to this spiritual vacuum that lies at the heart of our society. That's the end of the quote. But he's saying something similar. He's saying that he felt that society had no centre, no heart, so to speak, and it hadn't put its roots deeply into the life-giving stream that gave it nourishment and meaning. Sometimes us modern listeners can miss out on some of the subtlety of Christ's message. For example, it does look at first glance like anyone who's well-off or wealthy is coming in for an enormous serve. But we have to remember that Luke's Gospel, especially, was addressed to influential, wealthy and powerful people in the Gentile community. Luke is not collecting an orderly account of Christ's life and teaching in order to bash powerful and influential people from here to kingdom come. The whole gospel is an invitation to people, rich or poor, influential or powerless, to become willing members of the kingdom, where values get reshaped and a new way of relating is formed. Luke is inviting the influential and the powerful to use their fortune and influence to keep in mind the bigger picture of Christ and his gospel, and to remember that they have brothers and sisters whom Christ loved in the poor and the needy and the rejected. These were people that Christ spent much of his life and ministry helping. There's another beautiful quote I stumbled across. The one who loses wealth loses much, but the one who loses the spirit loses everything. We have to adjust and set our priorities, our resources and values, and keep them close to the source of lasting meaning. God. God and God's Spirit puts the meaning into everything, and God's offer of eternal life and eternal relationship. That beautiful second reading by St. Paul again goes right to the heart of our faith. We believe that Jesus is risen, and because he is risen, our hope of resurrection has dawned. We believe that we have an eternal life with God that starts in this life and finds its fulfilment in the next. A relationship that cannot be broken, even by death. Some time back, someone gave me an old prayer book from their great-great-grandmother, and I was placing the book in a safe position, and some of the memorial prayer cards that were in it fell out, and I was fascinated by them. They were beautiful and quite old. I kept some of them and they still are in my prayer books today. Because they were stored within that prayer book, they look as brand new as a memorial prayer card printed yesterday. But on the back there were names of people I never knew, nor did I know who their relatives or acquaintances were. But still, these people were my brothers and sisters in Christ, our brothers and sisters in Christ. 
One card says the name of, for example, George P. Jordan, who died on the 20th of May 1963, aged 66 years, in Dunfermline, Ireland. Rest in peace. That's 56 years ago. My mind boggles. And as I looked at these names and dates and places on countless memorial prayer cards, cards still worth looking at and certainly praying over to this day, as many do with their own family and friends' prayer memorial cards. I too have precious memorial cards of my beloved father, Bill, and my grandparents, including my wonderful grandmother, Beryl Hodge, whose 100th anniversary of birth we commemorated just last month. These cards are a reminder that our loved ones live on with God in the eternal banquet feast. And these other memorial cards fascinated me. I wasn't even born when some of these people passed away into eternal life. Their memory and their lives are as fresh in the mind of God as today is. Their memory is still fresh in the hearts of all the surviving loved ones and friends. We live on. Our hope and faith continues in God, who is the source of all life. It's beautiful. The Gospel saying, happy are those who are spiritually poor and oppressed, and woe to those who are comfy and cosy. This version of the Gospel spells out that God means to turn standards and arrangements on their head. The poor, the oppressed, the needy, these are those who will come first in God's values and in God's kingdom. So he's preparing all of us, including the influential and the rich, for a different way of thinking and acting. So we will engage in a different way of living. What are some of the dead-end roads that we're tempted to drive down in our lives? What things do we put all our energy and time into that are not life-giving and they're not lasting like the waters of eternal life offered by Jesus and his gospel? Let's be aware and prayerful about these things that give us lasting life and lasting satisfaction and also be aware of the things that sap our energy and leave us empty. Our Lord can show us how to put ourselves near those wonderful flowing waters that renew and reconnect us to the true source of life, Christ himself. The Apostles' Creed I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ his only Son our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Now's a time that I find a really special part of our celebration. It's the prayers of the faithful. This is where we, the people, offer up our special intentions and prayers, and they're all connected to Christ in the one great sacrifice. 
Christ has taught us to pray and so in trust we place these prayers before God. For the whole church, may it bring a joyful message of hope to all humanity. Lord, hear us. For all who strive to uphold civil peace, that they may be guided by God's wisdom. Lord, hear us. For the needy, that they may experience God's care for them through the practical love of their Christian neighbours and people of goodwill everywhere. Lord, hear us. For all in this community, that we may be continually nourished as we gather around the table of the Lord. Lord, hear us. For those who are in ill health, that they may receive healing, strength and peace, and may their carers be given peace and strength. Lord, hear us. For those who have died recently, and those whose anniversaries occur at this time, and for all who have been called to their eternal reward, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. Loving God, we thank you for the gift of your Son, whose teaching gives us life. We ask you to hear our prayers and give us strength and courage always. We make this prayer through Christ our Lord. Amen. May this oblation, O Lord, we pray, cleanse and renew us, and may it become for those who do your will a source of eternal reward. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For you so loved the world that in your mercy you sent us the Redeemer to live like us in all things but sin, so that you might love in us what you loved in your Son, by whose obedience we have been restored to those gifts of yours that by sinning we had lost in disobedience. And so, Lord, with all the angels and saints, we too give you thanks, as in exaltation we acclaim, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days. 
that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, so that all who believe in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. Let us pray. Having fed upon these heavenly delights, we pray, O Lord, that we may always long for that food by which we truly live. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go and announce the Gospel of the Lord. Faith, Hope and Love, a time of Christian worship and reflection, led by Rev. Paul W. Kelly. Texts are used for the purpose of worship and prayer for listeners wherever you are. The Roman Missal, Prayers and Chants, 3rd edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English in the Liturgy. The Bible, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009, National Council of Churches of Christ, USA. The Psalms, copyright 1963, The Grail, Collins Publisher. Prayers of the Faithful, Robert Borg's Together We Pray, 1993, E.J. Dwyer, Australia. Mass for St. Ralph Sherwin, Jeffrey M. Ostrovsky, featuring The Gloria, copyright 2011, www.ccwatershed.org, forward slash Charbonnel. Faith, Hope and Love, Theme, 1 Corinthians 13, 1-13, Original Music, Copyright 1996, Paul W. Kelly. For more details, please visit homilycatholic.blogspot.com.au Production by Kelly Enterprises Resources. May God bless and keep you.